When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay, as always. You know, Christian, I have a question for everyone listening right now. Why are you here? Like, I... I don't know what I'm doing here, quite honestly. I mean, it is literally that time of year where there is absolutely nothing going on. We just had the MLB All-Star game. There are no sports on. I'm watching 30 for 30s. I've probably seen no less than 50 times again just because there is nothing on TV. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, it is the the driest day of the year in sports, even baseball where it just seems like it's always on no matter what time of day it is. There's always baseball. There's not even that. I don't even like baseball. And it just, sometimes I have it on because there's absolutely nothing, nothing going on. It's not like there's a ton of hockey news either. So again, I reiterate, what are we doing here? I don't know. Um, do you want to just, do you want to just call it quits here? And we probably could, but we probably could, but we promise you all another episode this week, even after our interview with Luca, we said we'd be back. So Griffin and I were back. Um, we both thought we would have some Nazem Kadri news to talk about. But as it turns out, still nothing. Absolutely nothing on the front of Nazem Kadri. Um, and it has been a week since free agency opened. I, I thought like, oh, it might, it, might go into like, it might go into like day two or three, you know, maybe even four if we're getting crazy. I didn't think Nazem Kadri would be unsigned seven days into free agency. Like yeah. this is, this is actually getting kind of ridiculous. It is. And I get he's waiting for the perfect opportunity, but is, is he, or is it just kind of everything's clogged up and no one, and this didn't go the way anyone thought it was, was going to. I mean, that's more than likely the case, but I just, 
I I think it shows no one really wants to sign a 31 year old to long term in a big contract. I mean, it's just it's I don't know what else to say with it. I, I think at this point, I won't even be surprised by the news. I think it'll just be a relief that like, oh, thank God that's over with. Oh, my God. So he can find like because he's probably not coming back. But what did I yeah. just say? Probably. Meaning he might. He might. We don't know. It's it's not even just that. It's the fact that we really don't have a definitive answer on second line center as a whole. Because the fact that we haven't done anything leaves the door open for Kadri, but doesn't make a lot of sense for bringing back Kadri. So it's just a never-ending cycle of what are they going to do? Are we even going to have any answers? We're not going to have any answers at all until something gives. Either they make a move and sign or trade for a second line center or Kadri or Kadri signs with the Islanders or something. I didn't think we'd be seven days in and still having this conversation. Yeah. I mean, he's really, I mean, Nas and Kadri are really holding up like the rest of our summer with what we have planned for the show. Um, so I'm going to need you to do us all a favor. Uh, just pick a team, dude. Just pick a team. I mean, I still think you maybe maybe you come back take like a one year. How much cap space do we have? Like three point something million. Oh, we got more than that. Yeah, T- take like a one year four million dollar prove it deal, um, and just come back to the Avs, man. Yeah, just just take it. Everything take a little cheeky prove it deal. You know, thirty one yeah. coming off of the best rear of your life. You know, hundred point pace, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup final overtime winner. Come do come prove it. Yeah, prove just it again. Prove it. Make it make everyone. I mean, mean, if it's not a fluke, just prove prove it. Yeah. No. And if you you truly want to win a cup, man, I mean, just just come on, just come on back, because then you're telling me we bring back all of our top six and our six defensemen. I mean, that that's a Stanley Cup champion team right there. I'm just saying. I mean, the evidence suggests, yeah, that is a Stanley Cup winning team. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's. It would be hilarious if that's the case. I mean, I do think the more and more we go through with this, that that's becoming more and more of a real possibility. I really do. If nothing else, Nazem Kadri getting $8 million is off the table from anybody. I mean, I think that ship sailed. Yes. Because what did Trocek end up signing for? What did he get? I mean, he got the full seven years, so I don't think it was that much, but it was still like, I think, Five something I can very yeah I want to say it was closer to six it was 5.62 yeah I mean I know Kadri had more point production and all that shit but I just I agree with you I don't think any team's gonna pay him eight million dollars I mean a team would if it was like the Coyotes or someone like that yeah I mean Vincent Trocek's two years younger too yeah so I just I really think it's a possibility that he could just say fuck all of you I'm gonna come back and do it again next year and then you'll pay me again after that yeah, I mean, I think the Islanders could do it, but they got to sign Dobson and they've got to sign Romanov, who they just traded for. They've got 11 million right now. And are you going to bridge those guys and pay them more later just to sign Kadri? But if you're not signing Kadri, then it's Lou what, Amarello, dude. Then what did you do this offseason? Like, are you trading for Tarasenko? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I'm talking to the Islanders here. What's the plan? How are you going to improve on your team? You fired your coach and hired your assistant coach and you didn't do any, you haven't even signed your guys. Like you literally haven't done anything. Is there a real possibility that Lou Lamorell is just taking a nap right now and just kind of forgot? 
Is there a possibility that he's doing what he did last year when he signed Parisi and just didn't announce it for like two months? Like Parisi just went unsigned for like the entire off season. And then like training camp happened and he just showed up. We're like, Oh yeah, we signed him. I mean, that's, it's, it's a possibility for sure. It, It truly is. Like I was watching yesterday on NHL Network, uh, they had they were showing some old Devils games. I think it was like Marty Brodeur Day. Lou Lamoureux looked old in that, and those videos were from like 2003. Like it's 19 years later. That dude's old, um, and we don't old shame here, age shame here. But I mean, goddamn! Like there's a real possibility he looks at like a guy like Zach Parise, who's what like 36, and he goes, "Hey, hey that's a young guy because Lou's so old." Like there's a real possibility like, oh, he's he more than half my age. Yeah. Like he's, still, he's young and chipper. He's got it in him. Zidane Chara, he's 40-something. Yeah, he's still good. Like, yeah. There's a real possibility that Lou Lamoureux does that. But I, to tie it back to Nazem Kadri, I just – I, if he truly wants to go to a contender, I don't think there's any contenders left who would pay him what he wants to get paid. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to get paid, I think there are teams. Like, I, Calgary – was really the only team we've heard is like, yeah, they're talking to Nazem Kadri right now. Yep. After that losing Gaudreau, and we'll, we'll talk more about Calgary and everything later, after losing Gaudreau and now potentially being forced to trade Matthew Kachuk because he's not going to sign there long term, if they truly want to compete, surely they would do something and throw him a lucrative amount of money just to get something, right? Because yeah. Brad Tree Living, he's probably a little desperate right now. A uh, little, <laughs> little. It is. I mean, you never you know. From, he, he might be a very even keel guy. I can't really say anything good or bad about him. That's true. But I just, I, I just, I, I, I really think there's a possibility he comes back and takes like a one year, four million dollar deal with the Abs. Like, I think there's a, that's more and more of a possibility the longer this goes on. Because I mean, I, I, a week ago I would have called you nuts, but we're. I can't believe we're still doing this. Yeah. And eventually, I mean, he's he's got to sign eventually, right? With, what if he just retires? <laughs> he just, he just, he just retires. He just yeah. leaves like $50 million on the table. Is <laughs> like, fuck this. I'm going out on top. I hate yeah, all Yeah, like, that would be hilarious. But I, I really think that's a possibility, dude, that he could do it because next year the cap goes up by what, like 2% or something like that? It's, it's a million for like the next yeah. four years or something. So, I mean, he, he could, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like I, I've, we've laid out so many possibilities these past, this past week and we've talked about it so many times. I just, I've given every prediction on the book. So one of them has to be right. 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 I mean, you would think, right. It was just the one thing we know for sure, basically is this did not go the way he was expecting it to like, the rumor before free agency was he was going to let teams pitch him. And I'm, I'm sure a couple did try to pitch him on the future and everything, but a team like the Rangers, like, okay, well, clearly you're going to take your time. Trocek's just going to sign right now. So we'll mm-hmm. go on and do that instead. Uh, like the capitals were rumored in on him. They was like, okay, well, we'll sign Dylan Strom for one year, three and a half. Yeah. We, we don't have, we don't have time for this. You know I, who could sign him? I just thought about this. I don't know if anyone's talked about it. The Devils could go after him. They could, for sure. But they'd also have three centers at that point. I mean, they'd have Hughes, Heischer, and then are they going to give Kadri term when they've got Hughes and Heischer already locked up? They're going to give him six, seven years. They could. I mean, it'd be a hell of center depth. 
you gotta yeah, give him that, at, least, at least for a couple of years until that contract age is well, poorly. But and how much Heisher and Hughes get hurt? I mean, I, Nico not- Heisher, like I, I feel bad calling him injury prone, but that guy is a magnet for pucks. It's not yes. like he gets hurt going to the boards. PK Subban, I think, has hurt him like three times in oh. different body parts. He's Andre Burkowski on. Oh, he's the, worse than Berkey. Yeah. As like he caught a puck to the, the mouth and like broke his face and then caught a puck to a different part of his face and broke that <laughs> part of his face literally like three games after he came back. I mean, that, that sounds about right. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to think that we aren't going to talk about Nas and Kadri next episode, but um, I mean, the I can way it's going, you, we are going to. The way it's going, I don't know if we're going to have an answer on this anytime soon. It, it, it might happen by the time we're done this show. It might happen. I might pick up my phone and be like, Nazem Kadri's coming back. We might be doing this for another month. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, that's a real possibility. So at what point, if you're Nazem Kadri, do you just get sick of this and sign somewhere? You you take you take the offer from the Flames at seven million for seven. Or you take them take the money from the Kraken, like right. You do, you take I, the money, be like fuck, like fuck this. I want a contract. I want to know what's going on, and I want m- the money that I earned from putting up eighty fucking points this season and winning a cup with a broken thumb. Right, with so, a broken thumb and scoring one of the biggest goals in Avalanche history. I agree. I I just I have no idea. I'm. I'm just going to start coming up with crazy conspiracy theories for why he's going to come back to the abs. Maybe he comes back on a PTO. What, what if he comes back on a PTO? Yeah, why not? I mean, right. Like, let's just start the crazy. What more, theory. what better prove it deal can you get than a literal tryout? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a fair side for both teams. Um, we don't know what Nazem Kadri has. Like th- th- that's the point we're at right now. I mean, this is the problem with this only being an audio show and you're not seeing in Griffin and I's faces. Uh, 90% of what we say is sarcasm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm just, I'm perplexed. I'm perplexed when it comes to this situation. So yeah, I really am too. And I feel like we're kind of doing a groundhog day last episode where we can spin this into, well, well how would they do it? Comfer yeah. and Gerard. I mean, they're not going to trade Gerard. What are you crazy? Like we, we've had this conversation like a million times as much we as I honestly would... run the episode from Sunday and call it or Monday and call it today's show. And it would be the exact same thing. And I think yeah, if, if I just like edited like the pitch of our voice a little bit, it'd be, yep. it'd be indistinguishable. Like you just, yes. you wouldn't be able to tell that it's the same episode or not. Yes. And but as much as I would love to keep having the Sam Gerard arguments, uh, I, there's just the small thing that I would rather bash my head into the table yeah. than continue to talk about it. Yeah. We've, 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 uh, we've, we've beat the shit out of that argument. So, you know, where we stand on it. If you disagree with us, that's fine. Yeah, that's um, fine. That's, that's what sports is about. We're not all yeah. supposed to have the same opinion. It's fine. Yeah. But I, I'm not talking about it for a third yeah. straight episode. I'm just not, I'm not doing it again. It's they're not trading him. We would have heard about it by now. What else can we do? Yeah. I just had someone respond to my comment saying that the Panthers should trade for him. And I was like, I a bad idea. Yeah. If I was the Panthers, I'd be in on that too. Cause Sam Gerard's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm tired of it. It's a Groundhog Day thing. Um, and I'm sure we'll repeat this process all again when we record Sunday for Monday's episode. So um, should we pivot to pretty much the only hockey news that came out in the past 48 hours? 
Um, and that is the downfall of the mighty Calgary Flames, who were once considered the Avs' strongest competition in the West, they're, they're are now on the press. They, they boasted the best line in hockey with 300-point scorers or 40-goal scorers. Uh, well, it looks like uh, two of them are – one of them's already gone, and the second one appears to be out the door. As Matthew Chuck let the team know, he does not plan on signing long-term with the Calgary Flames. And honestly, if I'm a Calgary fan, I'm upset. But looking at this from an impartial fan, it makes sense. Why would he want to tie down to a team that has really has no future and waste away in Calgary? Like, I definitely would want to change the scenery. Yeah, I mean, how can you really be sold on the, the Calgary plan, right? What is the plan? They just got blindsided by Gaudreau leaving. They expected to keep him. And if you're Matthew Kachuk, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not really interested in sticking it out in the middle here for my entire career. And let's face it, a lot of American-born players don't want to play in Canada. I mean, that's kind of the gist we've been getting over the last little while. If they have a choice, they're not going to, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's anything in particular wrong with Calgary. I'm pretty, I'm sure I've never been to Calgary, but I'm sure it's a, a very nice place with very nice people, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of the same way with Canadian players. They always, when they hit free agency, there's always rumors that they're going to go to their home team. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah. Pierre he's, Luc Dubois. He's with Winnipeg right now. And he's like, well, I want to go play in Montreal. Yeah. Man, you okay. had Claude Drew go back to Ottawa this year. You had Tavares go back to Toronto. Like it, you, have, it's, you have everyone go back to Toronto eventually. Like, oh, I grew up. Everyone was always grown up a Leafs fan. And goes it's back crazy to how Toronto. many people are crazy. How many professional hockey players are like, oh, you find out that they're like, oh, they grew up 30 minutes outside Toronto. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even know this. I didn't even know it was a suburb of Toronto. Um, but it's just natural for human beings to want to play in the country they were born in and live in the country they were born in. Like, they're human beings. I don't blame them at all. So it's not surprising that Matthew Chuck wants to leave, especially. I think, I think there's also more like there's always been something boiling under the surface with Matthew Kachuk and Calgary for the last couple of years. I remember, I think it was back in the bubble season where Jake Muzzin got into it with Matthew Kachuk and nobody. No one stood out. up for him. I remember yeah, that. No one stood up for him. And there was like rumors floating around there that he was fucking pissed yeah. that nobody stood up for him. And I don't know, maybe he just wants to go play in St. Louis or something like that. Apparently he has a, a list of five teams, St. Louis, Vegas. Well, we'll somehow. go deep. We'll list off the rest of the names and I'll go my yeah. Vegas tirade. Yeah. St. Louis, Vegas, Florida, Dallas, and Nashville. And if you're noticing a pattern there, all of those teams except St. Louis have very lax income tax. Don't blame them again. I'd want to be smart with my money too. Um, but the Vegas one, just, I can don't know you, if you can saw. Can you imagine? Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, it was like an Instagram post that like players are not wanting to go to Vegas because of their management. And it's like, oh, no shit, dude. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to go play somewhere where they treat me like a, uh, like a commodity and not an actual human being like God forbid you don't want to go there, but yet there's, they're always in on every single trade rumor, but who would they have to trade to get him? Mark stone. Like 
who do you have to trade? You already traded away Petrarca. Cap work. You'd have to move a stone or a Petrangelo. Like you'd have to do something like that. Um, but I, in my opinion, that makes Vegas worth because Matthew Chuck's a fine player. Don't get me wrong. He's a fine player. I, I think he benefited from playing with Johnny Goudreau because Johnny Goudreau is a top 10 player in the league. I don't think that's crazy to say. Um, you don't think top 10? Maybe around it. Oh, I'm not saying like, for, like I'd say nine or 10. You could make the case for Johnny okay. Goudreau. Like, it depends on the year. He's a very year on year off kind of guy. That's true, but this past year he was he was probably a top ten player. Yeah, he was. He probably should have been an MVP candidate. Yeah, so I think he benefited from that. I mean, if he goes and plays with Jack Eichel, maybe, but like the jury's still kind of out on Jack Eichel if he's going to be the same after the surgery. I mean, judging by the what forty games he ended up playing in Vegas, he didn't look like the Jack Eichel from Buffalo. Um, I imagine he'll be better this year, but. At what point is Vegas just going to say, yeah, w- w- this team's not going to win a cup? Like, uh, We're talking about Vegas here, man. I don't think yeah. they're ever going to say that. But it's just annoying to me that they're in on every single trade rumor for every single player. And I just – I wouldn't want to go there if I'm a player. Like, Why would I you? Just... They, they treat you like you're a part in a machine. Yeah. They don't treat you like a human being. Um, but – out of all those teams that you just listed, I think St. Louis is probably the one that makes the most sense. Like I mean, it's, it's home for him. Yeah. Players want it's all we just talked about. Players want to go home. If he has the option to go to St. Louis, he's probably going to do it. I wouldn't blame him. I, I he, him on St. Louis, I feel like kind of makes sense. Um, do I think it makes St. Louis better than the Abs? No. No, because you'd have to give away a piece like Jordan Cairo or like, I mean, if, if Kachuk won't go anywhere else, you can have the leverage to keep Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas or players like that. Maybe like a, a Scott Perunovic, you might not be able to hold on to. I, I think if maybe you get a Tarasenko out of it, because Tarasenko wants to leave. I think, I think I said a couple episodes ago, there might be something to that, but Tarasenko is also a free agent after this season and 31. So I'm sure St. Louis would have to work something out with that. But if apparently Tarasenko's trade request has not been rescinded, there yeah. could be something to that with Tarasenko and Kachuk. Obviously not one for one, but the, make, yeah, the makings of something could be there. It, if I'm St. Louis and that's the offer, I'm accepting that 100 out of 100. Because, like, I'm not saying this is a good idea, but they lose Gaudreau and Kachuk. They get Tarasenko back in the trade with the Blues, and they sign Nazem Kadri. It's something. It's, it's not something. the worst. Th- it's not the worst thing in the world, but. Well, or you could trade for Tarasenko and then trade him again. You could. If things really bottom out, you could trade him again. Yeah, I think Calgary's stuck right now. Um, they lost their superstar, but unlike the Islanders, the Islanders signed a bunch of guys right after that. I feel like Calgary didn't sign anyone. Like they, they just kind of yeah. I mean, shit. the Islanders they like redid their entire organization after Tavares left. Like yeah. Lou came in, they hired Barry Trotz, they had Barzell who just won Rookie of the Year at that point. They they signed a bunch of guys. And yep. they got Robin Leonard in net. And 
redid the entire structure of their team. The team that Tavares was on was very different than the team that Barzell ended up leading to the, the second round that season. And for Calgary, you look at their cap friendly right now. They don't really have anybody signed. So much like the Islanders this season, I don't really know what the plan is because Mangiapane and Kachuk are not signed. And Mangiapane go to arbitration too? Did he? I don't know if he filed, did he? I don't think he did. I feel like we would have heard more about that. But I I mean, Calgary, if I'm them, I, this is the perfect time to just start collecting some assets and start the rebuild. He did file. He did? Yeah. Him and Shillington filed. And, and Kachuk technically. The Flames filed for Kachuk, which you yeah. don't see very often. So all three of their RFAs are going to arbitration until they get Not settled. Good. Yeah. So they have eight guys under contract right now at forward. What are we doing here? Like, what's I don't know, plan? man. So I would I would start the rebuild. Um, I think it makes the most sense for Kachuk to go to um, St. Louis. I mean, that that's just seems like a natural fit, but that leaves if the Canucks or Canucks, if the Flames do go that route, a guy who you're really excited about. Well, before before we get into that, this does tie into we asked for some questions before. Oh the, yeah, uh, yeah. And we got the question from at desktop penguin asking, "Let's get really stupid. Pretend we need Matthew Kachuk, us meaning the Abs, obviously." Who do we send in a trade and do we have to move anyone else to fit whatever his next contract is on the team? Like how badly would this derail the Avs current roster for one dude? So that they're not saying we should trade for Matthew Kachuk, but hypothetically, if the, if the Avs are the only team he can go to and we have to give up stuff for him, what would that trade look like? I mean, we're going to sound like such hypocrites, but it'd have to be, a Samuel Gerard and a JT Confer. I, I imagine that's how it starts. Yeah. I mean, we've, then, we've come on here and said you're trading, if you're trading Sam Gerard, you're trading him for a top tier player. Matthew Kachuk is a very, very good player. Yeah. He's a good top six forward. I mean, I'd say like Gerard, Confer, and a first, maybe get that deal done. You don't think so? That's not enough. Who else do you think then? See, I don't know if they would take Comfort because that's clearly just a cap dump on our part. And yeah. it would definitely have to be Gerard. You definitely have to put a first in there. Probably John Luke Foodie or someone like that. Probably a, yep. a, a B or C tier prospect. Because if you're, if you're giving up Gerard and another roster player, that probably takes away the need for an A tier prospect, which pretty that's pretty much just oscar olauson at this point for us yeah. even, even then calling him an a might be a little bit of a bias stretch but yeah, a little, i'd go a b plus yeah he's a he's a b prospect so just john luke foodie just as a, a good prospect that might be something someday talking gerard as much as i wouldn't want to throw alex newhook in there they would definitely ask for him agreed because let's think about this kachuk just scored 100 points He's 24, and there are not a lot of players in the league that bring everything to the table like Matthew Kachuk does in terms of the edge, physicality, skill, 
scoring ability. And yeah, he had Johnny Gaudreau on his opposite wing as well, but coming to Colorado, there's no lacking in skill here. It would be a tough trade to pull off. And it, if you were to pull off a Matthew Kachuk trade, you would just have to say goodbye to the idea of depth as a whole. Because let's face it, he's getting paid whenever he gets that long-term deal, whether it's on this current contract, once he gets traded or when he signs as an unrestricted free agent, he's going to get 9 million plus on a seven, eight year deal. He's going to get North of $9 million. He would probably be the most expensive have considering the guys on this team make less than they should. Agreed. He, he would get more than Kale. He'd probably get around Miko money, maybe a little more, probably 9.5. So not only that, are we giving up assets? We're adding another guy who, until McKinnon's extension kicks in, is going to be the most expensive guy on the team. So with all that considered, you got to give up cap. Gerard, you probably also have to give up a winger as much as you don't want to do it just because there's going to be such a log jam and you need money. The only guy that you would even consider moving, not that you ever should do this because this guy's awesome is Lekkanen. Yep. Because you're not moving Landeskog. You're not moving Rantanen. Obviously Val is clearly a very important part of this team. You don't want to move Lekkanen, but like, what other choice would you have in that instance? Because, yeah, you can move Lekkanen down to the third line, but you've got so much money invested in your top six that I don't know if you could even afford that. And, but again, let me reiterate this is pure hypothetical nonsense. Mm-hmm. Hypo- like, I am not saying you should do this. Do not clip me and say you're stupid. <laughs> I, I know very well what I'm saying is wrong and ridiculous but I'm speaking purely from a hypothetical standpoint. I'm making sure I have all my legal bases covered. And so in case anyone ever takes me to court over this, <laughs> this is, do not misconstrue my words. I'm just saying, could you afford to also have Lekin in there too? If you are making a deal for another 9 million plus player, you're, you're playing Logan O'Connor on the third line at that yeah. point. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think you're giving up too much for him, man. I, I, I think that, I really think that, um, I mean, we just talked about the blues They they wouldn't have to throw on Cairo. I, I feel like you just gave up like a ton of our assets. Right there, I'm not, man. I'm not saying Gerard new hook right. first John. I'm just like saying I'm listing possible pieces. That's true. I mean, yeah. In a purely hypothetical world that, that makes sense. I, just based off speculation, I, I agree. I mean, Gerard's probably the focal point. Yeah, like that, that just makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. And then you move a guy like Lekin and that's nine million right there. Right. Cause like if you made New Hook the centerpiece, you're not clearing any money. Yes. And that's what you need to do. Purely hypothetical, that trade makes sense. I mean, the abs would, their, their top six would be disgusting. It would be the, like you, you could throw me in at center and yeah. you'd be fine. Like, like you're, you're talking Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen, Nachushkin, me. And Matthew Kachuk that runs circles around the rest of the league. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, But as we all know, depth wins Stanley Cups, not a top six. Um, So, yeah, I mean, pretty hypothetical world that would make the Avs sick on paper. But I don't, it'd be weird because, like, I hate Matthew Kachuk so much 
just as a player that having to cheer for him, I feel like would be gross. I, I totally get that. But I mean, it's not like he's a bad person. No, he's not a bad person. He's just a fucking nightmare to play against. Cause he's just a, he's a dirty fuck. I imagine it's kind of like you with uh, like Tom Wilson. As like, someone who's one of my favorite players on planet earth is Tom Wilson. I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Like you cheer for him cause he's on your team, but if he played on any other team, you would hate his guts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that'd be weird just to switch that mentality because every time we play the Flames, Flames, it's like, what's Matthew Kachuk going to do to piss me off today? I mean, with Nazem Kadri, I went years hating the guy because he took out Alex Ovechkin's knee in the playoffs and pretty oh, much yeah. caused us to lose to Pittsburgh. When he came to Colorado, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> and he, he won me over because he's fucking awesome. I feel like that's how it is when you get some of these guys on your team. You don't know anything about them other than what everyone throws out there, like, this guy sucks, this guy is a piece of shit, and then you get him on your team, like, oh, he's a pretty cool dude. He's not that he's bad. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's not that bad. Well, like, yeah, he's that a scumbag. Definitely... He's our scumbag now. Yeah. That would take a minute to get over, but, I mean, that'd be – the abs would be dirty on paper. They, they would be gross with Matthew Kachuk. Um, yeah, everything we just said probably has, what, like a point zero zero. It's not going to happen. Happening. I, yeah. I wouldn't even give it a non-zero percent chance because we are not going to do that. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense cap-wise. It would be impossible to pull off, and we just kind of get nothing out of it. Yeah, like, yeah, Kachuk's great. We're not the team that needs a Matthew Kachuk. Like, St. Louis, yeah, they can add a Matthew Kachuk. You know, Nashville was apparently rumored he would immediately become the best player on that team. There are a ton of lower tier teams that would move heaven and earth for Matthew Kachuk. We just won. Like we're, we're not super desperate for Matthew Kachuk. Like, yeah, if we could get him for free. Sure. Yeah. I'd take him. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Him but like, we're, we're, already, we're already paying a winger nine plus million dollars with Miko Rantanen. Well, I think he's better. Yeah. And Rantanen is better. We're paying Landeskog a lot of money. We're paying Nachushkin a lot of money. We just gave Lekin in a long extension. We don't really have the room for that. So again, let me reiterate everything we just said, throw in the trash. It's yeah. pure hypothetical because let's face it, it's July 20th. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really in the depths of, of uh, Twitter questions for our episodes. So do we want to transition now to the player if Calgary is selling that you would trade heaven oh, and earth? Oh my God. If, if the Flames are like, fuck this, we're selling – Elias Lindholm, get him yesterday if he is ever on the market. What as a guy I would move heaven and earth for? I love Elias Lindholm. He is the quintessential app. He scored 82 points in 82 games. Was a selkie finalist this season. I have been campaigning for this guy for years. If if the Flames truly do suck next year, or if they're like this offseason, like screw this, we're just going to tank for Bedard. Not a bad idea either. Elias Lindholm has this season and next left at 4.875. That is a ridiculous contract. That is Kadri's contract that he just got off of on drugs. If, if for whatever reason they are crazy enough to move on from Elias Lindholm and they're just going to fire sale the whole thing, I do not care what that price is. You get him. Imagine him as the second line center on this team. A, a second line of Val Nachushkin, Elias Lindholm, and Arturi Lekkinen. That's a you, shutdown line. You would drive other teams to literally leave. They would go yeah. home. 
in a playoff series, they would quit. Yeah. And that's the type of player that you do trade Sam Gerard for. Oh, um, yes. You, you trade Sam Gerard for Elias yes. Lindholm straight up. That is a that is a player that if we traded Sam Gerard, I would be like, hand up. I would I was that was there is very few prices I would not pay to get Elias Lindholm on this team. The only downside to Elias Lindholm is he has two years left and then he's gonna get a hell of an extension. And yes. let's face it, we have five of our top six locked up. It is a total pipe dream to imagine you have six locked up for four plus years. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you're, if you're trying to maximize your cup window and you can get a guy like Elias Lindholm, you're, you're right back to where you were last year with Kadri. But I, if they sell, I, I can't imagine what the return would be for him because he does have one of the best contracts in the NHL right now. It would probably rival what Matthew Kachuk gets, whatever they trade. For sure, because teams are very well aware of how good Elias Lindholm is. Like you're, you're not a Selkie finalist by accident. So what did they get him for? Did they trade him? They traded Dougie Hamilton for him. Yeah, that was that was the Dougie Hamilton trade where it was just a a bunch of pieces going back. It was the Hamilton trade. It's the Adam Fox trade because they the Flames got Lindholm and Hannafin, and they traded Hamilton or Hannafin, not Hamilton. Yeah, and they traded Dougie Hamilton. Michael Ferland and the signing rights to Adam Fox. That looks really bad, but Fox was not signing in Calgary. He also did not sign in Carolina and just got traded to the Rangers because that's the only place he wanted to go. And Michael Ferland, I think was okay for a year. He's had a yep. ton of concussion issues, went to Vancouver and just had to retire. Mm-hmm. And obviously Dougie Hamilton walked in free agency and went to New Jersey. You, you can make the argument that Calgary might have won that deal because they got Elias Lindholm. Yeah, Hannafin has his bad either. And Hannafin, he's okay. He's a guy. He does things. But yeah, the the return that you would have to give up for Lindholm would be a lot. And provided you don't give up something insane, I really don't care. I yeah. really love this guy. I mean, I haven't seen you talk about a player this way since you started talking about Arturi Lekkanen. That, so. This is what I mean. When I when I zero in on a player, I want them. I think a ton of players are overrated. Elias Lindholm is incredible. If he is ever on the market, you throw those draft picks into the sun. I, I mean, they have to prove that they can do that. So and they don't care. Yeah, they just don't care. So I mean, I I would love Elias Lindholm on this team. Um, again, it's just what is Calgary going to do? I don't know. Because it's but, it's not like Calgary's locked into this super long. It's not like a Detroit situation where they just are locked into these terrible deals. They got two years left of Backland, one year of Lucic. Coleman's a standout because he has five years left. Lindholm has two. Toffoli has two. Hannafin has two. Rasmus Anderson has four. Tanev has two. They just signed Zadorov for two more. That's it. If they no, want Markstrom, Markstrom's Mark, got oh Markstrom, yeah, I have to scroll down for that. Yeah, he's got four years left at six million. Probably not a bad idea to hold on to the goalie at very least. Yeah. But if they really wanted to tear this thing down, they they could do it. It's not yeah. like they have unmovable deals, and there would be people that would take Blake Cole. Hundred like, percent. as much as that is the standout contract here, people would trade. He's still fresh off of the the Tampa third line, where he yeah. might still have that mystique surrounding him. People would make that trade. Absolutely. 
Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if you don't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Even though hockey's over, there is still plenty to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, and best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. So, I mean, it's not like it's the worst situation in the world. It's also not a bad year to tank. You got Connor Bedard in the draft. And I've kind of been saying... One of the greatest draft classes of all time, supposedly. It's it's the best one since 2015. And it'll have been eight years since that by that point. I've kind of been saying about Calgary that they probably should do this for a little while. You know, they, they obviously surpassed my expectations this season. I had them maybe as like a fringe playoff team. They ended up obviously winning the Pacific. And I don't know. Obviously, they still have Sean Monaghan. We kind of just forgot about him. Yeah, I did forget about him. <laughs> I actually legitimately did forget about him. And they, his trade value is at an all-time low, to say the least. But where even is he on? Oh, yeah, he has one year left at 6.3. They they could have gotten a haul for him a while ago. Remember we talked about Sean Monahan as like a, a true underrated. He had 82 points in 78 games back in 2018. Yeah, back, I remember back, he, back in the year we beat them. He had yep. 82 points. He was a he was a menace to fit. Like he, he was bad. Like we had a game plan for him, and now he he came and cracked the lineup. So yeah, I mean, in the in our series against Calgary. Am, am I remembering wrong to be like he was one of the only good players for Calgary in that series? Yeah, there was another guy who was good. I think it may have been Backland. It might have been Backland. Yeah. Yeah. It well, was Backland. Now that I'm remembering, it was Backland. But yeah, but, a, a, I've been saying about Calgary might not be a bad idea to stop running this core back over and over and over again when it really doesn't do a ton. And now they lost Johnny for nothing. I mean, you can't fault him. They they thought they had a chance at the cup. At the time, we all believed them. Yep. And, well, they can still get a lot for Kachuk. They're not going to get anything for Sean Monaghan if they move on from him. And even if they don't, he's just going to walk. Uh, between him and Elias Lindholm, that's really what you're talking about in terms of a rebuild. Rasmus Anderson's 25. If you're tearing it down, does he fit the... Does he fit the timeline? I don't. I don't think so. But I don't know if anyone's going to take him. Ah, uh, someone would take him. I take so. that back. Yeah, Anderson's pretty good, man. Yeah, he's pretty solid. You're right. You're yeah, right. I mean, he's got. He makes. He make. He makes less than Gerard. Yeah. He's got four years left. He's a right D. Teams yep. would give up a hefty sum for him. They would. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. It, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, Kachuk's the first domino that has to fall but if we can snag up a guy like Elias Lindholm 
I would oh. take that in a fucking heartbeat. Oh my god, I I would be all over that so quickly. Yeah. So, what, what's our next question in our mailbag for today? That was a great question because I lost the page. <laughs> Let me get that back really super super quick. Uh, I'm totally. I know what I'm doing. Trust me. <laughs> we pretend to at least. Yeah. So this one's from Philip Hauser five. McFarland said in a presser that if the cadre ship sails and well, if the cadre ship sails, they had paths both internal and via trade to finding a second line center. Who and what do you think the abs would explore in that trade? And how well do you think the offense stands with comfort as the second line center? So basically who would they target in a trade? And if they don't, how would they feel with comfort on the second line? Or I guess anybody internally. Yeah, I personally don't think a trade is going to happen in the offseason. I think it would be more of a midseason trade deadline acquisition if they're going to get a second line center. Um, having that cap flexibility, uh, I think it's going to be big for them. So I think they stick internally. I think JT Comfort probably starts the year, but I would not be shocked if we're 10 games in and Alex Newhook centering the second line. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I mean, they have cap space and they're going to use it right yeah. now. I mean, cap friendly is weird. They have Lucas Sedlick on here and Andreas Engel. And once you move those guys down, you're going to have more room. So you're probably talking more closer to 5 million at that point. So I think they're going to do something. I don't know if it's a trade. I, I just default to Paul Stastny, familiar yeah. guy, been here before. You can get him for obviously under $5 million and a one-year deal. If it doesn't work, you know, it's fine. But I agree. If it's going to be a big, this is fixing second line center, it's probably not going to be till the trade deadline. I don't think they're nuts about having Comfort or new hook in second line center role quite yet. I feel like that, especially having Ransom down at second line center, that's more like a break glass in case of emergency type move. They, they like having options. I feel like they're going to give themselves some options. Is it going to be Pierre-Luc Dubois or Elias Lindholm? Probably not. It's, we're probably talking Paul Stastny, someone like that. I'm sure there's other guys out there that they could look at, like young reclamation projects. They missed out on Dylan Strome, but if I can filibuster and pull up the centers real quick on Cat Friendly, because that's the only reason I ever know what I'm talking about. I mean, there are some guys still out here. I mean... It's not much, really, if we're being yeah. honest. I see I see that some people throwing Sonny Milano out there. The, our friends at the far end of the bench podcast were asking if we don't sign Kadri, do we go after someone like him? I don't think Milano is a center, is he? Because he was playing with Zegras. Yeah, he? I think he was a winger. Yeah, he's a winger. So, I mean, we we could. I mean, Sonny Milano is not a bad – I am shocked that, one, that he did not qualify. Two is unsigned right now. That, There's got to be something we're missing. Surely, surely there is, because he was moved on from Columbus very quickly for some reason. And I mean, I wouldn't be against Sonny Milano, but it's just he's a winger. You're sticking him in your bottom six. So in terms of center options, there there really is not much. It's Kadri, a bunch of RFAs, and the only guy who is primarily a center above 30 points other than Kadri is Sam Gagne. Oh, hell yeah. I take it. No, I like, that's the thing is it's, it, you're going to wait till the trade deadline. You feel comfortable with who you have. Um, and you just, 
But I guess I guess I should clarify that Cat Friendly has Paul Stastny listed as a left winger, comma center. So when I look up centers, it doesn't list him directly. So I don't cap. That's the only thing about cap friendly that bothers me sometimes is they have guys listed in very weird spots. Like Paul Stastny can very clearly play center, but yeah. he's like secondarily center on here. He is. He had 45 points last season and Milano is listed as a left winger, right winger, not a center. But even then it's Stastny and then Ryan Donato's on here. Yeah. I mean, like where it's, think, it's slim pickings. Yeah. So I, I think you wait till the trade deadline, see if there's someone you can get. I, I feel comfortable with them getting um, new hook or comfort as just kind of a bridge. And you yeah, see, I mean, because in the regular season, it really doesn't matter. No. Like, cause let's face it. It doesn't matter. Why not give new hook a look at second line center, see how he does for 30 games. If he does well, maybe you can look at that for the future. If it goes poorly, you address it at the trade deadline and exactly. you go into the playoffs with that guy. If it works out with new hook. You can get a third line center and work yep. it out from there. It's like, it's the regular season. We're going to make the playoffs. The West is not very good. Not and very it good. just got worse too with Calgary imploding as we speak. Like, yeah. Minnesota is going to be good. St. Louis are going to be good. Edmonton's going to be good. Is Minnesota going to be good? They'll be Fine. I don't know. Maybe goods is stretch, but they'll make the playoffs probably because they have yeah, price off. That's what I mean. Like you, maybe you don't need to take this regular season that seriously. Oh, like, but we have to, because we, we have to talk about it. Well, but, we do. We yeah. do. I'm talking about them. Yeah. Why not give new hook 30, 40, maybe more games at center and either see how he does or prepare him for that role full time. You're going to – it's like what Tampa did ever since they won the first cup. They just kind of be like, well, doesn't really matter. We'll finish third in the Atlantic or whatever the central they were in the shortened season. And, yeah, we'll have a harder opponent first two rounds. What are we going to lose? I don't Even then, it. I think the Avs could throw in the towel and have such a good defense that they could still comfortably finish first in the central. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's just – I think you just play it out, man. I, I really yeah. do. It's at that point now where you kind of are playing it out regardless. So, yeah, I mean, because it's not only not just that Kadri hasn't signed. It's why I said earlier, we haven't done anything. Yeah. Which kind of so, makes me think there's like, yeah, like we could. But like, why? Yeah. I mean, the, a trade would have, have to happen. I don't know who else is out there center wise, but, um, yeah, I, I think you just run with it as it is. So I'm comfortable with that. What, what we got for our next question on there? Let's see. Next question. I really need to stop closing this. This is terrible radio. Let's see, this is from Trevor at Colorado Sports 45. Are we holding back on trades in order to free up cap space to keep Kadri because we are saving for the big McKinnon extension next year? Uh, I mean, we kind of did like a whole episode on that on Sunday. Yeah, that's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a half topic we had on there. I mean, it's it's something in the back of their minds, and I'm sure they they've had some discussion with McKinnon and have a general idea of what that number is. And if Kadri's asking for seven plus, they're probably like, we're about to double McKinnon's salary. Yeah. I don't know if we can afford to do this right now. Yeah. So it's definitely something in the back of their minds. 
I don't think it's stopping them from doing anything they really want to do. It's kind of what we just talked about. You know, maybe they're kind of fine with seeing what Newhook can do at second line center. They can throw Kopfer in there if things are truly terrible. If someone gets hurt, Rantanen's done it before. I mean. Look what happened. We put Val in the top six last year. Yeah. But you never know. You know, you give give Newhook a a full offseason knowing he has a full-time spot on the team. You give him a good training camp and preseason who, who knows what he can be yeah so yeah i mean the mckinnon extension looms but we all know it's going to get done it's just what's that cost going to be so right. we'll be good he's not going to pull a goudreau on us yeah like we just won the cup and it's yeah. it's colorado i can i can speak from experience now you really don't leave colorado yeah. well and if he goes home there's no professional team in halifax or wh- where's he from uh why am i blanking on this where did Nova city Scotia? Where's Nope. Yeah, it's no. That's gonna drive me crazy, man. Is it not? Halifax Nova is here to play juniors. It's Nova Scotia, but it's like a, it's a town in Nova Scotia, Benton Harbor. Oh, it's gonna drive me crazy. I'm just looked up. Where's Nathan McKinnon from? This is terrible for an apps podcast. Name. Yeah, the Halifax <laughs> Reachable Municipal. So it is Halifax. And no, it's Halifax is is a city in Nova Scotia. So we were Cole both- Harbor, Nova Scotia. Why is that Cold not Harbor, Nova Scotia. Oh, that is right. Yeah. Yeah. Halifax is where he played junior. Okay. So again, terrible radio, but I don't think they have a professional team there. So we're good. We don't have to worry about it. We're good. Yeah. That, that, that was the whole point. Yeah. McKinnon's so, not leaving. Like this really isn't anything to be super worried about. It's just a matter of what does he get signed to. If and when that happens. So yeah, what's our next one on the mailbag? See, this, this one's a bit different. When will the Abs host a Winter Classic game, and where would it be held at? In power or the new CSU Stadium? And that is from Chris Cordova. Long-time listener at the show. Long-time Chris. listener. We um, see you out. We see you, Chris. Yeah. We always, retweet, always retweeting the episodes when I put he them does. He does. Shout out, Chris. I appreciate consistency. Yeah. See, I mean, this is just for everyone else listening. If you retweet it, we'll shout you out on the show. Yeah, eventually. Uh, yeah, He's been doing this for Chris a long time. Chris has done for a whole year. I promise I I'll get around he, to it eventually. I want to say he won one of our jersey giveaways. You would I know better than me. That's your forte, buddy. Yeah, I think so. Um, but back to his question, a winter classic. Um, I would say that since the Avs have played in three outdoor games in the past like eight years that maybe no. But then again, they just recycle the same five teams. Through. Right, I was going to say, like, I'm kind of tired of trying to put rhyme or reason to the winter classics because they mm-hmm. just keep throwing Boston, Pittsburgh, Chicago out there. Washington. Like they, yeah, they, they, they throw in the caps out there. What is it now? This will be their fourth time this season. Let's be real. It's, it's due for New York to get one next year. Yeah, like it'll be the Rangers or something. I don't think it's out of the question that the – Having a winter classic in Colorado is a very easy sell, especially now that we've won and everything. And it's also pretty easy maintenance. It's Colorado in January. It's fucking cold. Yeah. I mean, it it could happen. Uh, I think it would have to be at Empower in downtown Denver because that just makes the most sense. It has 76,000 seats. And it's right there. Yeah. I'd have very little trouble seeing the abs selling that out. Um like they would sell that out let's be real i mean would it be there i mean it's literally right next door to ball arena would that really be that special just to have it at the football stadium i mean literally in eyesight what they did it's what they did with pittsburgh 
Well, Pittsburgh's ugly. Yeah. No, I mean, I you've already done that at the Air Force Stadium, which is beautiful, and it was a shit show, um, traffic wise. Um, Fort Collins is too far away, dude. It's just yeah. too far away from Denver. Like you're talking an hour and a half drive from Denver to Fort Collins. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's also it's the Winter Classic. I mean, yeah. How long have we been doing this now? Yeah. I think they could sell it out with 76,000. Yeah, I mean, that. you having it in Colorado would not be a problem locally. You can definitely sell it on TV. They're defending champs, hopefully two-time defending champs by the time the next one would roll around. That would oh, be and the you did one at Coors Field already, too, and that was awesome. I, I, I'd be fine with Coors Field again. They sold out 50,000 seats there. Yeah. So, like, it, I mean, it'd be fine. Yeah. I, I think the Avs deserve to have one. Does that mean they're going to get one? I don't know. Gary I mean, Bettman. are they in that rotation of the yeah. same six teams that get it every season? We're getting close to that territory. Because like they'll, they'll probably they'll probably they're definitely going to give the Rangers are definitely hosting the next yes. one. Uh, probably going to be like because they're doing another one at Fenway. They already did one at Fenway, and they're just doing it again now. Like they'll they'll do one at Yankee Stadium or whatever. Or they'll do another one at like, Yankee Stadium. They already did one at Yankee Stadium. That's what I mean. They'll do it again. Yeah. And then yeah. City Life, they already did one there. Like they're just going to start recycling stadiums at this point. Yeah. I like, mean, like, uh, cool. if the Blackhawks have another one, they'll do one at Wrigley Field again. Oh, and... The Blackhawks shouldn't be on there for at least five. No, to 10 they're going to get it, dude. They're going to yeah. get it because they'll still get a fan base out. But I agree. Um, I don't know about that. I think that fan base like, is dying. Yeah, I mean, five to ten years, I think, is realistic. But that they're out. I, of I think it's feasible to say they could get the next one. It's feasible. I'd it's say it's definitely probably in the chance. realm of possibility. I'd say if there are three teams that could potentially host it next year, I'd put the Avs top three. I think it's going to be the Rangers, yes. though. Yeah, Rangers one. I'd probably put Avs at two. And then it was another oh. East team. Boston again. Why not? Right. No, they can't get it again. I, why not? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Fucking yeah, playing we'll it again. Let, yeah, let's we'll face it. It's Chicago. Chicago's yeah. always going to be third. Yeah. So um, that was a great question, Chris. I hadn't even thought about that because honestly, the NHL doesn't really market the winter classic anymore either. They really so. don't. I mean, they've got to put it in a cooler place. Like have a, I know they have the heritage classic, but like you can have a winter classic in Canada. It's okay. Oh yeah. That'd be like, you, like you can have the Leafs host a winter class. I know we'd all hate it and it's Toronto and everything, but like, have them play the fucking Habs or something and just stop trying so hard. That'd be badass. Um, I would I would kill to see that. But, I mean... Like, make the back, Winter Classic I mean, fun again. It's yeah, It just I mean, kind of feels like a chore at this point, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, Toronto, Detroit, when they played in the big house in Michigan, they had like 120,000 people in the stadium. That was sick. Yeah. Like, that was one of the best Winter Classics ever. Like, if you're ranking Winter Classics, I'd, I'd probably put number one as the Buffalo-Pittsburgh one because that was the first, so it's always the original. Special. Yeah, and then that Detroit-Toronto one's, like, right after it. Like, Detroit may be a sneaky team to do it with. That's but, I didn't think about Detroit. They could definitely – it could be it could be Detroit in the ads. Yeah, Bring back that. I mean, they already did it once. So they seem to be recycling these matchups. Yeah. Vegas would be sick if they did a Winter Classic with Vegas. Yeah, they probably will eventually. Yeah. I mean, the Lake it's also in it's awesome. also in the desert. Like, yeah. Well, not, but like they'd come out to Denver and do that's it. That's true. Well, they already be had cool. one against us, and or Edmonton it's, facing Colorado in the Winter Classic would be fucking. That'd be awesome. pretty cool. 
But yeah, it's just NHL's like the winter there. classic, like there's just no rhyme or like we 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 get all these hypes like oh Vegas, what if we did Vegas and the abs or like oh Detroit and the abs or all these cool suggestions. They're just gonna do like Chicago and New York. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like NHL. We have Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid ready to play in our classic. Nah, fuck that. We're gonna go Patrice Bergeron, Sidney Crosby. <laughs> like remember they did like the Rangers and the Sabers a couple yeah. of years ago, like when they were both bad. Yep. Like what was why why how come they the did jerseys that? were sick in that they game. were cool the jerseys team. like yeah you know the jerseys were cool but the, it's hard to really get me up for that matchup like, I, I I thought like the the build up to the the Bruins and the Habs I thought was a cool one because that like that's a fun matchup that you'd like to see outdoors I feel like they well, just kind of started they, mailing them in remember they did like that HBO kind of like hard knocks thing where they did like they followed the teams up to yeah, the classic well, they did that one for, the, for the the capitals I, I still cannot believe to this day they had the capitals host a winter classic and they put the blackhawks against them that is such a joke yeah. they like yeah they didn't like the blackhawks at that point they're not a rival they're not an interesting matchup how do you Dude. not put like the Rangers or the like the one time I wouldn't be opposed to like the Rangers or the Penguins or didn't the Rangers something. didn't the Penguins and the Caps play in one and that's where they did, they did in, in 2011 yeah like I know you, they did you, one there but like that's what like the Blackhawks yeah. really was that like, after the Blackhawks were coming off their cups that was in 2015 they'd won two at that point they won yeah. that in that same season but like so maybe the Avs are just like that but you know a team we forgot that is going to get thrown in there Philadelphia Ugh. Yeah, we forgot about Philadelphia, dude. They'll be thrown in there before. Why, why would anyone watch the Flyers right I now? I don't know, man. I'm just telling you. It's another team, though. Like, how are they selling season tickets to their fan base? Come on down and watch Nick Delorier out there. Watch <laughs> watch Carter Hart fight for his life every single night. Carter Hart's going to be such a good goalie on whatever team he goes to next. Oh, my God. He's going to be sick. But... That was a great question, Chris. We went on a whole triad about how the NHL is stupid. So shout out, Chris, again. Do we have any more? I mean, as much as I would love to get to every single question, a lot of them we kind of already covered. Yep. So, again, thank you to everyone. Oh, this one kind of just came in. See, this is an interesting one. I actually do not know the answer to this. This is from – you're going to have to forgive me, buddy. But is this, this is from Nippon Jacobu? He's asking if we can confirm that Peter Budai, Avs development goalie coach, is a cup champion. Is he included? Oh, in, in there on the cup? I don't think so. Well, it hasn't been engraved yet. Yeah. Yeah, he's also saying he's asked everyone he can. No one's gotten back to him. I hate to break it, man. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't here. know. I don't think so, though. I don't think so. I mean, he's definitely, uh, he's, he has a ring for sure. He is yeah. going down as a member of the cup champion abs. If that's your question, if he's going on the cup, maybe, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, maybe, but he also asked another question. Like where can you go for player signings? Uh, the teledabs this Twitter is great for when we talk about player signing. Um, and then chances of seeing the cup follow Peter Baugh. Yeah. Okay. Well, Peter, Peter, well Peter's back. taking a break for a little bit. He's oh shit, tired. not Peter Boss. Scratch that. Um, someone else in who covers the team. They'll they'll have it down for you. I, th I think when he's saying player signings, he means autographs. Oh damn! I thought I was yeah. talking about. You know, I'm, I I missed that one until you mentioned it. He's he's trying to meet some of the players. 
Dog, I don't even live in Denver. Yeah. You have better I mean, luck than me. I'm sure if you go to any bar downtown on a Friday or a Saturday, you'd probably find a player or two down there. It, it, it Rumor has it, if you leave a can of Miller Lite or any kind of beer out on your front porch. Well, bro, 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 you're, you're a Colorado Avalanche podcast. It's Coors Light. Come on, man. Listen, Respect this. I don't live in Colorado, <laughs> nor do I drink beer. I just said the first one that came to yeah. mind. That's so, the most East Coast thing you've ever said on the show is Miller Lite instead of Coors Light, man. I don't know what I'm so, talking about, man. You got to cut me. Right? <laughs> Let's say you leave an alcoholic beverage of non-specified brand out on your porch. You totally fucked my joke. Now it's not funny. But Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying, I mean, now you just leave. I think if you leave a nice bottle of wine, rumor is EJ will go live on your patio. So That's okay. Well, that's better than I was going to say anyway. But yeah, there we go. But that's yeah. what I, was, I think that was funnier than my joke anyway, so. Thank you. Thank you. Came up with that off the top. But uh, man, this episode went a lot longer than we both thought it would. Yeah, uh, I think I think we're very good at that. With my ADHD brain, you can just get me talking about anything for anything for a long period of time. And we're good. Yeah. Um, I, we survived a power outage tonight in Colorado, um, but we still got the episode. I had a blast. We hope you all had a blast. And once again, we're going to ask, what are you doing here? If you um, listened this far into this episode... shout out you also thank you (laughs) yeah we appreciate it um we'll hopefully have some news on nazim kadri when we record on sunday i highly doubt it um so if you want to come maybe we should just change it to the like the name of the show to the nazim kadri watch podcast because that's where our podcast is going to be until he signs like we're going to talk about every episode yeah like we got we got some off-season plans that we're trying to to implement that we really can't until kadri signs so so we'll wait. If he, if he can get to that pretty soon, that'd be great. Quite a bit. Be great. Um, but that's all I got, man. Let's send these people on their merry ways so they can enjoy their Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for listening to us talk about absolutely nothing for over an hour. We really do appreciate it, as always. I mean, th- this has to be the most meaningless episode we've ever done. Like, we literally just rambled the entire time. So if you, if you are genuinely this far into this podcast and are like, wow, this one was great. Thanks. I How guess. about this? How about this? If you listen this far, the first person to send us a DM will send you one of our Kendall shirts. Okay, we have to have a we have to have a code word. So yes, uh, what's what's the code word? I I said that and then I didn't think of one. Miller Lite. Um, yeah, Miller Lite. Miller yeah. Lite. That's cool. That's good. DM the Teledavs's podcast Miller Lite. The first one to DM us Miller Lite wins whatever Christian just said because I wasn't listening. It's the Kendall shirt. Okay, wins a Kendall shirt. So DM, tell it as it is, Miller Lite, and you will win a free Ken Doll shirt. But that is going to do it for us on this edition of the Tell It As It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you so very much for tuning in, as always, and coming back and listening this far into the show. You are a brave soul, and we <laughs> salute you for sticking around with us morons for this long. But again, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL, where I remember to tweet maybe once a week. You can follow Christian where he actually tweets and tell it as it is, which is mainly where I do tweet. Yeah. So I feel like there's some confusion out there. The tell it as it is podcast Twitter is me tweeting and Christian's yes. on his Twitter tweeting. And my yes. Twitter is just there so I can look pretty or something. Yes. I have, I have access to the tell it as it is podcast Twitter. I very rarely. It's, tweet. it's very funny because the pinned tweet is Christian tweeting. Is it really? Yeah. It's the one with the shirt. You tweeted that out. 
Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Sorry. I so thought pr- pretty account. much everything like selling shirts and giveaways. Those are Christian. Yes. If it seems increasingly passive aggressive, that's me. Yes. And like exceedingly sarcastic. Then yes, that, <laughs> that is me tweeting. You can tell the difference because Christian, when he tweets is way more like upbeat and like, we work super hard on these. All right, guys, we're doing a giveaway. And that's just me who never uses an exclamation mark. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, I, I like to throw the LOLs, the SMH, TBH. Like I like to go back. Like I'm. A yeah, if, if you're seeing any kind of acronyms or exclamation points, any sort of like general enthusiasm, that is Christian. Yes, it's it's the so, same thing as it is on the show. Me with my my one tone of voice, yeah. and Christian <laughs> and Christian laughing at everything, pretty much. So, but yeah, follow us on Twitter. We have a blast. YouTube's coming soon. YouTube's um, eventually coming. Soon. Eventually, we'll get there. We'll get there once I get around to it. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get there once I get around to it and decide I'm actually going to work today. So yes. we'll figure all that out in time. We're still talking. And if you're yes. still here, my God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you are a psycho, but we appreciate it genuinely. I'm kidding. I love all you guys. You guys are amazing. Can't do the show without you. But if you enjoyed this one, thanks again for tuning in. And we will catch you all next time where we'll have more nothing. Yes. So look forward to that in the meantime. But we'll catch you guys then. And until Nazem Kadri signs or until we come back, let's go abs. <laughs>